0: Hello and welcome to Touching the Sunrise Podcast. I am Sister Catherine Herms, author of Surviving Depression, A Catholic Approach and Reclaim Regret, How God Heals Life's Disappointments, and Spiritual Guide in the Heartwork Program, which specializes in helping people walk the road of spiritual growth and inner healing. For the past 10 years, I have been walking alongside wonderful women and men who want a more heart-centered and spiritual life, but would like support on the way. Through online programs, a Facebook group, a heartwork community, and one-on-one spiritual guidance, I walk with people on a contemplative and healing path that has been trodden for thousands of years. Basically, I'm here to help you surrender to the power of the Holy Spirit, who has come to make you the throne of the Holy Trinity, your heart, the throne of the Holy Trinity, so that your life, your prayer, your relationships, your dreams and goals and desires will most deeply satisfy the desires and longings of your heart. You can find out more about me and what God has led me to do by visiting my website, touchingthesunrise.com. So let's start, as we always do, with a deep breath. Breathing into our heart for a moment, letting go of anxieties and worries and to-do lists. Reconnecting with the deepest level of our being, that place that is full of light and hope and beauty. Remembering who we are who God is, refreshing ourselves at the fountain of life. With Teresa of Avila, we enter into our inner world as if we are entering a mansion or a castle. In the centermost space of that castle is silence, a pulsing dynamic call of love that can only come from the one who is love himself. We enter the castle through the doors from the outside and make our way gradually toward that inner sanctuary where God is and from where he is filling our entire being with his light. On the journey through the rooms, as we gradually approach the center, we will need to face our resistances, our weakness, our desires, our sin. Our passions. And every time we see new things about our frail humanness, we become more open, more malleable, more Godlike. So let your heart call out to your God, let your thoughts melt, and surrender now to the work of the Spirit. Today we're going to be continuing our discussion about these two books, One Old, One New, He and I, and Jesus Speaking. Both of them explore how Jesus spoke within the heart of Gabriel Boses and speaks also with you and I in our every need. Gabriel Bosis, of course, was a French Catholic laywoman, actress, and mystic, Best known for her mystical work, He and I, that recounts her dialogues with Jesus. Jesus spoke to her about the very same worries and interests and questions that you and I have today. So I thought today I'd start off with a biggie for a lot of people. And that is the ghosts of the past. You know, the things we've done that we're not proud of the uncertainty about God really having forgiven us, the regrets we carry in our hearts, the things that now can't be undone, those nagging fears that we keep pushing out of sight. In other words, we keep looking at the rear view mirror instead of off through the windshield, straight ahead, as we travel on our journey through life to our ultimate goal, heaven. But it's hard not to, right? Those ghosts of the past have consequences that we may still feel and which impact our life. Sometimes they may feel like they have the ultimate power over us of eternal life or death. It's those regrets particularly that we really don't want to have to look at. When I was a kid, somewhere, somehow along the way, I absorbed the limiting belief that I had to be perfect, the best, for people to want me. And deep down, I knew I wasn't. I could look around at others and see the delight in the eyes of people who watch them. I so wanted that to be me. I'm really afraid of being alone, rejected, left out. And believe me, as a kid, I was left out a lot which only reinforced my deepest fear that I really wasn't good enough. And in the 50 years since, I've only added evidence for my unworthiness, regrets about things I've done that I can't change, which reinforces sense of forever inadequacy. What I want to raise to your awareness here is this. We've listened to these thoughts in our heads maybe a whole life long. We forget they're just thoughts that we're used to thinking, thoughts that we're comfortable with. However, we've also heard the words of Scripture proclaimed. And these are powerful words, true words. So why do these promises of the Lord, these these protestations of His love, These assurances of His care for us seem so wimpy and almost too good to really be true. While the lies in our heads we willingly reinforce daily. Lies about ourselves, lies about others, and ultimately lies about God. It's time to take these thoughts in our head directly to Jesus. He wants to speak to you about them just as he spoke to Gabriel Bosis about, about thoughts she entertained, which ultimately were not true. In fact, one day Gabriel too was feeling insecure about her past. It's important to remember she only started her journals when she was in her 60s, so she had a whole lifetime behind her upon which to reflect. And Jesus answered her, Don't you know that because of my compassion, a single act of perfect love atones for a whole lifetime. That one humble and tender look from you pierces my heart with love. that I'm sensitive to every cry of your heart? Doesn't that fill you with joy? When I began reading the devotional, based on these conversations of Jesus and Gabriel Bosis that, are recorded in her journals, which is the book Key and I, um, I was immediately amazed. And, of course, that devotional is called Jesus Speaking, Heart to Heart with the King. And I began to realize Jesus knows exactly what I'm thinking. I see it right there in his words to Gabriel. I'm no mystic. I've messed up. I'm worried about the future. And Jesus shows me right on the page I'm reading that he knows exactly what I'm thinking. For instance, on May 7th, the selection from Jesus' words to Gabriel made me realize the danger of cultivating these fears. Jesus says, Don't ever give way to the distress that keeps you aloof from me. Be sure that my goodness is infinitely greater than the sinfulness of my children. If you didn't count on me for help, to whom would you turn? Hope and trust to the utmost in me, and you will honor me. It's true. When we are afraid in distress, like a child not sure if they're going to be punished, We tend to to draw back, to hide, to stay aloof, as Jesus says. When I read those words, my heart broke. I don't want to be aloof from you, Jesus. I looked up the word aloof in the dictionary. It means not friendly, cool, and distance. The sentence that was given as the example struck me as a perfect description of what can happen in our relationship with God when we are on our good behavior, but not really friendly, not truly on fire with love for him. We are courteous, but aloof. Aloof can also mean uninvolved and uninterested. This safety net in a relationship where we don't really engage is a way of protecting ourselves from the unexpected actions of someone who has more power than us. Jesus, like any good friend or a dear parent or grandparent says, be sure, and I would add absolutely sure is what I hear him saying, be absolutely sure that my goodness is infinitely greater than the sinfulness of my children. I know that this is true because Jesus assures me this in the scriptures. On January 18th, in Jesus speaking, I can almost hear the longing of Jesus for me to trust Him, because it is this trust which will unleash the miracles of inner peace, love, and holiness we so desire. The words of Jesus are paired with a verse from Psalm 57. For your steadfast love is as high as the heavens, your faithfulness extends to the clouds. Tell me, Jesus says to Gabriel, tell me that at last you believe in my immense love ever present in you, that you are always sure of it. My grace would increase in proportion even to the point of a miracle. For what is a miracle, but a token of love's simplicity? So, as we close today, there is one more word from Jesus to bring into your own conversation with him. On February 9th, in Jesus speaking, the words of Jesus offered to us for our meditation and healing are these. Although it may seem strange to you, there is grace that I cannot give unless you ask me for it. And I repeat, although it may seem strange to you, Jesus says, there is grace that I cannot give unless you ask me for it. And so I leave you with a thought on this meditation process. Are there graces you have assumed that God would never grant you or that He would give without your asking for them? Ask Him for these graces right now. In Psalm 57, it says that God, our beloved Father's steadfast love, is as high as the heavens and His faithfulness extends to the clouds. So, every time we catch ourselves looking in that rear-view mirror, let's repeat these words aloud to ourselves and chase away the ghosts of the past, replacing them with the immense promises held in store for us who believe. God has amazing ways of knocking on people's hearts, awakening desires, arousing questions, provoking an unexpected spiritual fire. Remember, if you'd like some extra support and are ready to embark on a sustained spiritual journey, you can connect with me in a number of ways by going to my website, touchingthesunrise.com. Until the next time, take care of yourself, and remember that you are not alone. You are loved no matter what. And when you search within yourself, you will find not only yourself, but the throne of the Divine Trinity who is abiding there. You have a calling given to you by God, a mission. And every gift, every grace you've received in your life, every moment, even every fall, mistake, and sin, is a step toward your completely and holy being taken up into the mystery of God's love for you and for all creation. Remember always that you have a treasure of inexpressible joy hidden in an earthen vessel, small and fragile. May this overflowing joy fill you with its fragrance. God be with you.